welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out. Now, this is our expert series, and do I have an amazing guest? He is a native New Yorker and trained Meisner actor, producer, and creator. After graduating from the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts, he performed in the local New York City off-Broadway theater circuit. RJ has been in film sets since he was as early as five years old, where he first started to connect his inner passion of the arts and filmmaking. RJ has worked as a picture car coordinator, producing vehicles for New York City sets such as Gotham, The Americans, Sneaky Pete, and produced various commercials and films. Two Out of Work Actors was RJ's first L.A. film in which he produced and starred. The film has been selected into 21 film festivals, winning nine Best Comedy Awards and two Best Ensemble. RJ is also, and his new venture is being a co-founder of Blue Station Wagon Productions, currently working on his first TV show titled The Shipment. Without further ado, my friend, my brother, RJ Lucci. What is up, my man? What's up, buddy? What's up, Lamar? Thanks for having me, bud. No, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy, crazy day uh, to spend time on The Leader's Life. So, dude, let's just get right into it. So, who is RJ Lucci? Uh, who is our, I'm a human being. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, who am I? Uh, well, your bio, well, the bio was pretty spot on. Uh, who am I? I'm a, a dog dad, a boyfriend, uh, a loving friend, a creator, um, a gardener a stunt driver, a producer, an actor. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Um, But the one thing that I am is I'm a grounded human being. And uh, and I love to laugh. Um, You know, being a New York raised boy out in LA now, understanding that we are, we do have to be as grounded as possible. You know, in this this world and the world we live in. No, there's no question about that. Grounded. And uh, we uh, back, uh, it's funny, uh, RJ and I did a, when uh, during COVID, everything shut down, we would go on the, the app Clubhouse. And uh, RJ is known as the grounded actor where he would do meditations every morning at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m., 8 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was badass because it was a good way for me at 11 a.m. It was just a good break for that. So let me just ask you, why? The grounded actor. What made you decide to do the grounded actor when, uh, when everything slowed down and you're being an actor out in LA and you were like, you know what, I want to try this grounded actor thing. So let's talk about that for a second. Well, first of all, I have to, you know, give you credit um, because you introduced me to Clubhouse at the time. Uh, you were like, have you heard about this social media app? It's called Clubhouse. It's all about audio. And I remember it was like early January of 2021. We're all locked up in our houses, going crazy. And I'm like. No, I haven't. And you're like, get on, jump on. There's so much information. It's so cool. And we jumped on and it became like the new social media drug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't get enough of it. I remember cutting, you know, prepping dinner and and walking the dog, just listening to Clubhouse, listening to Clubhouse. (laughs) And I remember you said, hey, you got to jump on this. And I said, ah, dude, you know, that, you know, that inner bitch came in that, um, you know, imposter syndrome came in and it was like, what am I going to talk about? Who's going to listen to me? Why am I going to do this? What am I going to do? It's like, there's a thousand actors on there already. There's casting directors on there, producers, like who's going to listen to RJ. And you're like, why don't you, you know, think about doing some more meditation. Cause you and I have been talking about meditation for years. 
And, you know, that imposter syndrome kicked in where I said, well, I mean, I'm not certified. I'm like, what does that mean? Am I able to do this? And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's just jump on and do it. And I remember that first day um, we did it and uh, I led a meditation. We did a, a full body scan, you know, getting ourselves mm-hmm. grounded um, because being a grounded actor, uh, we can approach roles uh, with truth and authenticity. So I decided, let's call it this. And that first day, I think we had like three or four people in the room listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the height of it, I think we had about 54, um, which was kind of cool. Uh, it was a great experience because we did 90 straight days. I remember that. Intense. Uh, I mean, we didn't miss a day for 90 days. It's a, the good thing and the bad thing about that is the good thing we were able to hit so many people and get, you know, everyone grounded from all around the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the negative with that or con about that was I um, burnt myself out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was oh God. I remember, uh, no, because, I, but, but, but something you said was so powerful, RJ, you said in the beginning, it was only three people. And I feel that in life, we'll use social media as an example. Hey, RJ, you only had three likes on your photo. Hey, I only had three people show up to maybe uh, some type of taping that you're doing or, you know, whatever you actors do. I mean, still, still <laughs> learning from my buddy over here, but I guess, I, I, I guess, it does. It, it takes a minute for the, uh, I guess, f- to be recognized or it takes a minute for people to start acknowledging it, right? Absolutely. For you, you could have easily within the first week or two, I mean, you had the same five people that were in there before we, we started growing that, that little thing, but you stuck with it. And I just want to ask you where you could have just been like, yeah, this is just a waste of my time, but you stuck through it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm in a, one of the hardest careers at um, being an actor and being in the film industry. I mean, I'm competing against, and I hate using the word competing, but it's so true. I'm competing against so many people every day to get one role. Um, and, you know, I've cast before, you know, I've cast films a couple this year already. Uh, and I've seen what it's like on that side where people, there's thousands and thousands of people going after one spot. Uh, so knowing how that this industry is and, and even knowing that, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success uh, as much as that's a cliche in this industry. When it came to the grounded actor, I knew that we have to start somewhere. I knew we had to start with a, a limited amount of people and organically it will grow because we're giving. You know, I learned something from a, a an in, very intelligent person. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any names. I might give them a quick look. Uh, I saw the look. You saw the look? I looked right through the camera. I know where my cameras are, my lighting too. Um, so you never go broke by giving. You know, it's something uh, my buddy Amar here has always said. He's been implementing it into me and saying it all the time. You never go broke by giving. And at that moment, you know, when we when we did the first day and we had, was it three people or whatever it was, and the feedback we got just from those three people was like, okay, we got something here. We were giving to people. They're feeling it, um, especially in times, you know, January of 21, where it kind of not sure exactly if everything was going to open up you know, people are going to go back to work, like go back into, into offices, or even for us, like there were films and TV shows being filmed, but it was still unsteady of how they were going to have their like return to work protocols that go on. So it was nice to have that, that community that we created um, and really impact people, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, I know it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's confidence. You know, there you go. That's what I was going to say. Confidence. Cause you could have easily gotten discouraged. I think that's, that's where I was getting at. It's like, you could have easily gotten discouraged. Like, all right, on to the next one. I feel 
it's shiny object syndrome. It's just like, okay, well, this is not working. Let me see what else is, or I'm going to distract myself from that. And you didn't do that. So I, I thought that was just pretty powerful because as I said, we, we met, we met some lifelong friends from that group alone. And yeah. I don't even know if clubhouse is still going on right now. So, uh, yes. is it- ironically, I don't know. I have to look at my phone when I talk about it. <laughs> Like no clubhouse. <laughs> uh, I went on recently, let me like a, a week or so ago. Uh, there's a manager that I follow and, and she has a, a weekly clubhouse room that I, I jumped in just to see what was going on. And I have no idea how to use the app anymore. Um, I, I've completely lost connection with clubhouse. Uh, there's the way you can record, you can record, you can record um, uh, your, your, what you're talking about is kind of like a podcast you record it and then play it later um there's chats there's messaging oh it's 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 bloomed it bloomed yeah it's bloomed into a complete social media and uh like uh i mean it's still on my phone i it's actually on my phone now where it's a point you know where um the cloud the clouds above (laughs) it where you gotta re-download yeah i got (laughs) it it's like there but if i click on it it's gonna like disappear and then the circle will come up and it's like yeah I'm not waiting for this to download. If it's not there, that means I don't haven't used it in months. It. You know. So oh God, I love that, dude. Okay, so now let's let's talk about quickly. Um, I mean, you you've been you've been since you said five years old uh, in the in in the movie industry, in the entertainment industry. I'll say right. But let's fast forward and talk about Blue Station Wagon Productions, right? First off, what's up with the name Blue Station Wagon Productions? I, I want you to elaborate on that, please. Of course, buddy. Uh, so uh, I am co-founder of Blue Station Wagon Productions. The other founder is... Amar Saad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so Amar and I, we've been friends since what? I don't even know. Third grade, maybe? Yeah. I mean, we've known each other since, yeah, since kindergarten, five, six years old. So. Oh, yeah. When I moved to, to Carroll Gardens. I mean... Yeah, whatever it was. Were we both in Miss... Who was our kindergarten teacher? Did we have the same kindergarten teacher? Who was my question? I gotta ask my mom. That's, that's a that's a mom question right there, you know. But yeah, we we we've been yeah grade school friends for a very long time. So we both ended up in the same high school. Uh, we both went to Fort Hamilton High School. Uh, that was um, by train would take about an hour and twenty minutes. We'd have to take two trains: the F train to the R train. Um, All those stairs. Yeah, all those stairs. <laughs> the best, you know what? The best part, and I told Tom, my brother Thomas this recently, one of the best parts about taking the train was stopping at the bagel store and getting a bagel toasted with butter and the orange peach mango. And like the Tropicana orange peach Snapple? Snapple. Uh, or Snapple or this peach Snapple or whatever it was. And I think about like those moments meant so much that I still remember exactly to this day, like oh walking down and it was like maybe 10 degrees out, walking down 86, you're like oh, 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 eating. So eating. cold. So, so freaking so, cold. So to make a long story longer, um, <laughs> we, we uh, uh, Amar's dad would drive us from Tower Gardens to high school uh, in Fort Hamilton, which would be about like a 20 minute drive, but it'd be an hour and 20 minutes by train in New York City trains. And he would drive a 1990 blue Mercury Sable station wagon. Uh, so when Amar and I last year were talking about, you know, let's create a production company. Cause he asked me, he's like, what do we need? What do we need to do in order for things to escalate, to move forward? And I said, well, no, start with a, a production company. And I remember this to the day. You're like, what should we call it? And I think without hesitation, it was like, it just boom, blue station wagon productions. And that's when it was born. And we've done a couple of shorts. 
um, with it so far, but we're now currently working on our first TV show, our first pilot. And we have our logo, which is amazing. We have an animated logo that's going to be ready soon, which is kind of fun to create more uh, a fun environment of who we are. Um, but that's where it all started. It started uh, because Mars' dad would drive us to school uh, maybe like two, three times a week, give or take. It would be, yeah, yeah depending. It would, in, the, in, the cool, in the colder weathers, he was more, he was definitely like, hey, let, let's hook these boys up uh, if he was able to, to not work that morning. But yeah, and we would go early sometimes too. We didn't care as long as you didn't have to wait in that train. But it was, it was there, or the best would be when we have to get uh, picked up. I used to love those, because seeing that wagon, seeing that, you would, you would be like, the wagon's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like, we also, we also were part of leadership. You know, we were part of the-, the Right about that, too. The, the so, like, pig. even if we got there early, we were able to go into the leadership room and hang out there, you know? So, like, that helped out a lot, not having to sit, like, in the cold or even go down to the cafeteria or, you know, the auditorium and just sit there and stare at, like, wooden chairs. Yeah, because <laughs> God forbid we would look at our, our notes to learn anything for school, you know, <laughs> God forbid. so I love that, man. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I obviously knew knew it, but I wanted everybody to listen. So the reason why I was Blue Station Tip Wagon is that my dad would drive us to school, to high school in a Blue Station Wagon. And it was just very creative of RJ to, to uh, do that. So now talk about the shipment and uh, a lot of a lot of positive waves going with this, brother. So what, yeah, fill us in. Yeah, so um, the shipment's a cool, uh, it's a cool premise. Um, it's something that came to me during a meditation uh, where, you know, a lot of things come through for either when I'm meditating or when I'm running, because uh, running for me is <laughs> that sometimes too. I mean, I am in California and I do sometimes grow my own marijuana, <laughs> but we have, uh, you know, I, I found that running and meditating, uh, things just start popping up. So I keep a marble notebook behind me whenever I'm done meditating to jot stuff down. So the shipment hit me one day and we decided to, to shoot um, a scene, just a scene for it. Uh, and, you know, the shipment's about two low-level criminals who had to escape New York. They got themselves into some trouble. So they ended up coming out to LA and they found that a cosmetic drug could be their initial first big score out here in the West Coast. And that cosmetic drug is Botox. And we decided to create the first scene and some people saw this scene and said, what is this, is something big? Is this something bigger or this, you just did this for fun? And at first I said, well, so we did it for fun. Uh, but then talking to people, we started developing this universe, this, this world. And we just finished, we're in post-production right now for the pilot. Uh, the pilot is done. It's about 22, 23 minutes long. Uh, it all takes place in 1982 uh, because I decided to make things even harder for myself and do a period. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's, it's been good. We got a couple of really good actors, some actors you may know of um, that you've seen before on TV. Uh, we have some people very interested in seeing it once it's done. Um, and right now we're in VFX stage where... We shot one scene in a 1982 Cadillac Eldorado on a green screen. So our VFX supervisor now has it, has all of the footage and he's putting the uh, plates as they call them or the shots of the streets passing by on that green screen. So that's where the, the process we're at now. And once we're done with that, we plan to ship it or pitch it to studios and production companies out here in, in LA. Uh, you know, ones who have done TV shows before in the past. We're pitching actually to a, a pretty well-known actress as well. Once it's done is, you know, when we got that going. And uh, our goal is to get it on TV uh, screens, uh, hopefully for 2023. 
because um, we have an, an eight-episode first season that we're ready to go with. Wow. And um, we have a great producing staff as well. You know, oh, I mean, can't question that. Be- best in the world. That's for damn sure. Uh, Hell yeah. A, a lot of creatives on this. A lot of people who are putting a lot of time, effort, energy uh, into it. And, you know, you could always follow it on IMDb. Um, you could always follow what's going on with it on the uh, Instagram for Blue Station Wagon Productions or even on my Instagram and RJ Lucci. Uh, but we're in the development stage at this moment. And our goal is to get that on TV, like I said. That's exciting, man. And I know, I mean, dude, talking to you and, and just, I mean, offline, how excited you are about this this project. Yeah, this is the first one. Um, you know, I've, I've produced before in the past. Um, I've been producing stuff since probably the early 2010s-ish. What do we say? Is it like 2010s? 10, 10s, 10. 2011-ish. Um. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's what it is. So like uh, I did, uh, I was working on a, a good buddy of mine out of New York, John Colby uh, and Kyle Bailey um, uh, with BNC Studios. Uh, and we did a bunch of short films in, in New York. Uh, we did a bunch of commercials. Remember when they used to do uh, Doritos Crash the Super Bowl contest? Yes. You remember that? So we I did remember four, you did one of those. We did four of them. Uh, we did four. And uh, the thing is, you could see actually the, the level of production value from the first one I did to the fourth one we did. And it went from the first one, it was a, a crew of five people. Well, including cast, it was five people. The fourth one we did, it was a crew of about 1920 and then three actors. Uh, so it grew very rapidly over the four years, which was great. And we did a couple of films out there. But then as soon as I moved to LA in 2019, um, within the first month, I said to myself, I got to do something. I want to do something. And that's when we did two out of work actors. Uh, my buddy Fred Shahadi wrote and directed and it stars me, uh, Joel Paulus, and my buddy Jason Maxim. And we, we shot it in 2019. Um, we entered it into the film festival circuit and then COVID hit. And in 2020, we got into 21 film festivals, uh, which was pretty cool. And that was the first film that I produced when I moved to LA. Uh, but then when the shipment came about or we created Blue Station American Productions, this is the first thing that's coming out from me. Uh, this is the first thing from me that I've ever birthed. And that's what's so exciting about it um, because it's my creation. And I do have a writing team. We just had a beautiful actually writing session yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. but we were all on the same page. And it's, it's amazing to me. It makes me very excited that so many people are excited just as much as I am, you know, uh, which is great. Um, so that's where we're at right now. And hopefully, uh, you guys will see it soon. Well, you're going to see it soon. Oh uh, yeah. It probably I mean, in August. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. But I guess where, where I feel like you can resonate a lot with people is that how many production companies are out there, RJ, right now? Uh, I couldn't count. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But well, everybody knows if people know Warner, oh, they're mostly distributors, but you see like H24 is a production company. Bad Robot is a production company. That's like JJ Abrams, uh, Lucasfilm. Like everybody can see uh, Amblin, which is like Steven Spielberg's. You know, most people know of these giant uh, production companies, um, but there's so many smaller production companies that make great quality work. And with the streaming service and everything that's going on, it's like, it's, you know, YouTube or uh, um, what's that other one? Um, there's a couple of other ones that you can actually put yourself on Vimeo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm not a big fan of the word content for filmmaking. 
Um, content is great. And I would not take anything away from content. Um, but when it comes to filmmaking, I feel like the storytelling, um, the storytelling aspect is now there's a broader range for people to create and put that out there for, for viewers to see, you know, which is great. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's pretty badass because where I was getting at was you have all these big, big production companies, right. And you, um, you know, also, I mean, a small, small fish in a huge pond, um, mm -hmm. But a lot of people right now, for example, are, hey, I want to start this business. I want to start a production company. I want to be a singer. I want to be an entertainer. I want to be a coach. I want to be something that I want to be. But there's so many, there's so much competition out there. And that's what they say to themselves to not follow their passion and dreams. So um, what's your advice to them? And I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, could you imagine if we stopped because other people are doing it? I, I, I'm, it's not, um, no one's the same. You know, no one has the same thought process. No one has the same ideas. Um, I mean, I, on a esoteric level or spirituality level, I, I do feel like we are all connected hundred percent, but we have our own way of doing things. I mean, especially like for filmmaking, uh, primarily. Look how many Star Wars there were. Um, even though they all came from George Lucas, you know, George Lucas's mind, which he got from a, a novel called Foundation, but like Star Wars has, you know, he directed a, the, the original ones, but now they have different directors filming like the most recent ones. And it's all a different, different idea or a different way of doing it. Like television shows is a perfect example. Television shows use a different director pretty much from every, for every single episode, only because of time. So even though you have that, it's the same kind of linear story of what's happening. It's a different take. So production company, same thing. It's like, you're not reinventing the wheel. We all know this, <laughs> you know? So, so do what you know, you know, bring what you know. Um, living in fear uh, or rejection, which I mean, bravo to you for the most recent, I mean, I don't know when this is gonna air, but your most recent uh, podcast from Leaders Life Podcast, if you're not subscribed, please do so. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> um, about rejection. I mean, I reposted it because actors, filmmakers, um, producers, you know, our life revolves around rejection. Um, as much as you do get those wins and those wins are, you know, full of reward and life and, and breath, um, the rejection is, it's a lot. I mean, this week alone, I have seven auditions. I have to audition seven times, seven different characters and, you know, bring those all to life. I book one, I'll be happy. You know, if I book one of those, I'll be happy. And the thing is, I'm still happy. I'm a happy person. You know, I'm, I, okay. I do, yeah, I do my best to wake up every morning and do at least a five minute meditation, work out as soon as I get up uh, because happiness, I think is the key to life. Um, so, uh, I see that, you know, even for mine, for, for my career, um, I go through many, many different job interviews and I understand that I may not be right for that part. I'm not going to be right for that production, but that's not going to stop me. And that's what I would say to anybody who wants to start their own production company, wants to start something new. Uh, I mean, I went back to school to, you know, really dive into the Meisner training for acting at the age of 27. And yeah. You know, uh, I knew I kind of wanted to be in this, but I was about to be like a um, defense lawyer. I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice um, to be a lawyer. 
And I knew that wasn't resonating with who I was. Uh, so by 27, I decided to go back to school to, to figure out you know, this, this whole acting world. So I see that anybody who wants to start anything, hey, it's not too late. Um, period. Uh, that I think is just, uh, that's a lie, in my opinion. Um, and just go after it. Um, and if you fail, great. That means that you know what not to do next time, you know, mm-hmm. and keep moving, keep trucking, as they say. Yeah, no, I mean, I say it all the time. Uh, failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of success. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. like, I, I look at it like even for, for, and I'll use my personal, my personal stories with this, uh, for this. I understand that, you know, if I'm not booking for a while, something's up, something needs to change. So what would I do? You know, I'll start a group with a couple of friends and we'll talk about what our self tape looks like or what auditions look like, you know, work with a coach and figure out what's, what's working, what's not working. Um, And being able to accept a critical, you know, um, uh, constructive criticism, constructive criticism, you know, because that's important. It's the only way we grow. You and I, we talk after, you know, Tuesday, every Tuesday for me, I, when I walk the dog, I listen to a Mars new episode of Leaders Life podcast <laughs> and every single Tuesday. And um, as soon as I'm done, I'll shoot him a text and say, hey, bud, this was great. You know, FYI, just on a, a public speaking aspect or a performance aspect, this, this, and this. And, and it's that, like, yeah. And I love that, by the way, same thing. I, I, I will, I always say this all the time. Like, I, I love when I need to work on something it's, you know, cause ego will tell you that everything is fine yeah. and I'm, I'm okay to tell him the ego to get that, get, you know, get the fuck out. What, one of my favorite, one of my favorites uh, that I've heard from a, a gentleman years and years ago is ego is short for uh, evil going on. And, oh, as, wow. and as love long that. as, as long as evil is going on, there's no room for positivity. There's no room for happiness. There's no room for uh, giving. Um, so that needs to leave, um, you know, that ego just needs to be pushed to the side. Uh, and, and that's, what's great. I mean, I mean, learning every day or constantly learning is like what I strive for. If I can learn something new every day, that's great. If I learn how to do something new every day, that's great. I mean, of course, time doesn't allow that sometimes. Um, but like, for instance, today, well, not today, tomorrow, I'm going to learn how to rescreen a window screen. Um, you know, I've never done <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, dude, it's, 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 it's out there. You know, some people think of, some people, they look at me like, why go pay somebody to do that? Like, yeah, okay. I could, I could go spend 120 bucks, get a new window screen and all that stuff. Or, you know, thank you, Bezos. I can spend 17 bucks on an entire screen set and take 20 minutes to 30 minutes and learn how to redo it, you know? And guess what? It's like, Will I make any money on it? No, I won't make a dollar on it, you know? But for me, I know that I did that, that I was able to learn on my own how to create something or how to change something, how to fix something. And then when that screen goes back up in the window and I, you know, nail it down so the dog can't pop it out again, uh, (laughs) I I know that I did that and um, just continuously to improve, you know, continuous improvement. That's, that's, that's badass. First off that you're just messing around with that window. That's something that I just, I Shannon would not even allow me to do that. It's because you said like, it would be the opposite. It'd be something I should have just spent 120 on now costs 250. So it's like, hey, you know what? Like, don't touch it. Let, let a hired professional do that. But for you, for you to be able to, uh, you know, and I love what you brought up about like the fear of rejection, because I think that's what it comes down to. Everybody's scared to hear the word no. 
are, or most people are scared to hear the word no. So therefore that holds them back from doing something or we live in an instant gratification world. I say it all the time. Uber eats, uh, you know, Uber, you know, you can go on your Amazon, you just put it up, you want something, you press it, you get there. But hard work is not an app that you're going to find. Uh, probably there is an app called hard work. Now that I think about it, but it's not going to get you the results that you want in your life uh, at the end of the day. So what I'm, I guess that's, that's what I love about what you said is that no matter, no matter where, no matter like in my industry, your industry, anybody's industry, hard work is going to be the result to get to where you need to be. There's no shortcuts, but you got to just stick with the freaking process, like with the clubhouse with three people to up to 50 something with you learning how to do windows, you being on a, on a set with a bunch of cars, setting it up back in the day to now owning your own production company, have a film about to be out, a show uh, about to be out. So I just want to give you your flowers on that, homie, because that's 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 pretty badass. Well, well, the goal is to get it is to get it sold. Um, you know, that's the goal. Uh, we have what they call in the industry it has legs, um, which means that it's there's something there because we have had a couple of people see it already. They had to sign NDAs to see it, um, but they've seen it already. And this is before um, the green screen stuff was put in, um, before the audio is fixed because audio is a big part of uh, filmmaking, and then also before the color correction. Um, which means that the they, the certain hue or palette of what the, the show is going to look like, and that's even before all of that, and it's gotten nothing but great feedback, uh, which is a good thing. You know, it's it's kind of like a test stage where it's at now, but we'll know. We know we got something. There's just there's that energy. There's something about it that just is is gravitating around, it, and I feel like it's it's, it's going to move places. And at the end of the day, you're feeling that energy and you're feeling to just run with this and make this, as you said, you birthed this and, and, and you're, you're coddling it and you're taking care of it and making sure it gets the attention it needs to get to that next level. And that shows with anything that anybody's passionate about. If you really, really love it and you really want to, to get to that next level, you got to nurture it and, and keep Absolutely. working for that. Yeah. So, and I mean, our first, our first day of filming, you know, that short, the, the one scene that we shot was last August. It was August 25th, 2021. And uh, we did four days of shooting. It took 10 months to film four days of shooting. And yeah. it's, it normally doesn't happen that way. It's usually like within a week or so or, or uh, two weeks, a two week period. But because of scheduling, because of actor schedules, um, uh, crew schedules, uh, money, you know, finance, things took a lot longer than I wanted. But for me, I learned patience. You know, I learned for me that, that if I want this done the way that I see it and I envision it, then I'm going to have to learn patience because if I, if I want to rush it, then honestly, we're going to create crap, you know, we're going to create shit and no one's going to want to watch that. Um, and yeah, to have audience would be great. I mean, that's the goal is to, to entertain audiences, but for me, I'm not going to be happy with that. You know, why would I be happy with putting out junk? You know, that's not something I want to do. You know, my name's attached to it. I want people to see quality, you know, people to see, um, uh, good storytelling, you know. So that's where well, we're at. Oh, well, that's that, that's as I said, that's that's pretty amazing, especially because as I said, I've seen you put your you know blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. So I, I can't wait to I can't wait for it to come out and uh, just see see all the all the love that you've put into it. So that's I can't wait till you see it. Um, it is it is Amar's first producing. Um, credit. Yeah, I get my producer credit. You know, in the names in the show where everybody just shuts off and doesn't pay attention to my name is going to be there. <laughs> Nah, so I watch shut it. it off just yet. <laughs> I watch it. You got to watch. I mean, watching the credits at the end is, is so important. Most people want to walk away. I mean, one good thing about Marvel, Marvel, you know, they have those after credit scenes 
So people do actually sit there and watch credits. I mean, they're mostly talking about what happened with the movie, but you know, it's like every name you see on, on screen is a person, you know, and that person has a family or, you know, they have friends and they gave so much time, sometimes three to six months on a film or a TV show. It's usually like eight to 10 months, you know, and they give themselves up. I mean, it's their job, but they're working, you know, 10 to 16 hour days, five days a week. Uh, so to like give them, you know, some do of watching those names and those credits scroll, um, you know, it's, it's important because um, they are people. No, that's, so you heard that. So when my name's on those credits, remember me and my family, guys. So- <laughs> a screenshot. So when the, <laughs> when the shipment gets bought, you know, and then the shipment is, uh, and the shipment is, uh, you know what, if the, when the shipment is bought and the yes. shipment is on TV and uh, you see a Marasad producer, the name on there, take a screenshot and then post it over on Leader Podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you heard and, that all. You know yes. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll create like a contest or something, like maybe like a set visit for like, you know, we'll do like a random. Uh, we would. Hey, he, you heard it live from the man himself. We'll, we'll, we'll have a contest out there. Yes, we will yeah, definitely push it, promote it. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's uh, that's actually a great idea. I'm going to I'm going to run with that. That's, that's something that we got to talk about when, when it's ready to uh, do out. So yeah. this is one to ask you, though. This is something that a lot of people have asked me because I told them I'm going to have my buddy that's an actor. And they said this is a typical question. And it's not one of those Google questions. It's like, how long does it take to make a film? How long does it make to take, like you just said, for 10 months, four days, I know it was a different time, mm-hmm. but something like you had two out-of-work actors, right? That's gotten all the awards, uh, you know, said best comedy, uh, nine, best, nine best comedy awards, 21 film festival winning, you know? So mm-hmm. how long was that? How long was that whole film? How long was it? So that was a, that was a quick turnaround. Um, so yeah. that film, it was a short film. We didn't do short that. Film. Um, so that film, I think it ran, actually, let me check. I think it was maybe like eight minutes or something or 10 minutes. Um, so that one we started, we had our first initial meeting. Uh, I moved to LA in May of 2019. And the first initial meeting was mid-May uh, where I got the ball rolling. And we ended up shooting it in mid-June. So it took about a month to prep. Uh, asked a couple of favors from people, um, you know, the location that we shot, we got Joe Paulus to play um, one of the leads as well. He was in the uh, John Carpenter's a thing. He's been all over the place. He's had a really good career. Um, and then by the time we shot, we shot one day uh, in downtown Los Angeles in a high rise building and it was done editing and everything was done. Probably I want to say by if we shot in June, I want to say it was done by probably like September, October. Um, and then we started putting it into festivals. We've started submitting it into festivals. So it all depends on the project, I think at least. Um, the productions that I've been a part of, you know, when I was back in New York, I was on major TV shows and major films. Uh, you know, one of the first films I can remember being on set when I was young was Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, I was on that set. Um, and I, I, I know you were Ghostbusters. I was, I wasn't, I'm not in Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, I mean. No, 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 no. Well, you on the set of Ghostbusters? Oh, okay. I was on the set of Ghostbusters. Oh, okay, you see so, that, that that could have been bait bait clip right there, right? Good bait clip. Ghostbusters star on a Mars podcast. Uh, who are you gonna call? Huh? Who are you gonna call? I don't even know who are you gonna call. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I've I've worked on um, one of the first films I remember actually working on when I worked with the uh, Auto Film Club out of New York. Uh, we did the picture cars for a, a movie called 
uh, 13 going on 30. No, no, wait, not 13. Well, I did work on that too, but um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That oh, was a film okay. with Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Yes. And yes. you actually, I wasn't acting at the time, um, but you see me briefly. I, I was an extra that day. I was one of those days. Um, you see me walking when, the, you know, when he goes to the Celine Dion concert? You see I me, don't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm outside I will concert. though. I'm jotting it down as we speak. Celine Dion concert. Keep but, an eye look out. <laughs> my heart will go on mark yes and on, <laughs> and on. Uh, so we we i remember that we did there's a the the main scene at the end or the uh, grand gesture uh where matthew mcconaughey gets on a bike and then chases after kate hudson on the manhattan bridge that was four days but they can only get the manhattan bridge on weekends on saturday and sunday oh okay so we would have to show up with all the taxi cabs, because it's a bunch of taxi cabs, we'd have to show up Friday night at about 10 p.m. I slept in the car from Friday night at 10 p.m. up until Sunday at about 11 p.m. Because the first thing, as soon as the sun comes up, cars have to be on the bridge. They film from sun up to sundown. Cars have to come off the bridge, and then somebody has to stay with them to see what's going on. So we actually slept in most of the cars for the weekends, for the consecutive wow. weekends. And that's, that's what it was. And most people think Hollywood is glamorous. It's glitz. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into films. I mean, I can't even imagine, um, you know, even like these Marvel movies now uh, that are so big budget and filled with uh, action and they're great stories. I mean, the goal is to be a Marvel hero at one point. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but okay. I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, I could, because I'd love to be at that point at some, you know, creating that level at some point. But it's, it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot, a lot of work putting stuff on screen. And even for the shipment, you know, our, our show that we're creating now, uh, going at this as creator, executive producer, lead actor, you know, showrunner just for the pilot, um, it's a lot. It was a lot of work. Uh, and delegating certain positions for people and certain things for people to do and Act, dealing with actors and dealing with locations and it's a lot but you know what it's going to be all worth it because it's a cool story uh, and i think people really like it dude i mean yeah that freaking uh the fact that you were still on the set of ghostbusters is still mind-boggling me and now <laughs> you're in uh you know how what is it the how to lose a guy in 10 days that yeah. one and well, now, they, look at that. like like even um you know i did years and years i mean the, the list is crazy some of them are on imdb some of them are not they um, I worked under, you know, my, my father had the company, the mm -hmm. uh, auto film club. So I was, you know, kind of under him. Uh, so he got a lot of credit for things, but there was also some, some, and he did a lot of work. He did. He, he busted his ass for that, for, for that company. Um, there are some, you know, back in 2016 was the last year that I was working there uh, when I was still living in New York. Um, you know, the Americans, for example, I mean, that thing took place in the eighties. That was some of the most strenuous, like stressful times working in this industry, because there were certain scenes in the Americans where it took place in Russia. Where do you find vehicles or cars that oh, yeah. were, you know, in, in New York city that could have potentially been in 1980s Russia, you know? So it's like, there's, that's where I learned how to produce, you know, how to make things happen. Cause the thing is you, you gotta produce, you gotta make stuff happen. Um, you know, even that show, there's a show on Amazon called Sneaky Pete. The yes, that's yeah. And that's, is, and I could be wrong, but that's kind of like a, uh, sister show to Breaking Bad, right? No, uh, you think, you thinking of, no, not better call Saul, not better call Sneaky Pete was a part of 
I think it might have been. I mean, I yeah. Know. Hey, don't quote us, but yeah, okay. But go ahead, yeah. But talk about CPP, no, because I've uh, that's what I remember it from. Breaking I'll be honest, it. that took out so much of my life. <laughs> that took up so much of my life um, because there was so much involved in that. Like, for instance, if you if you see the show, the last episode or most throughout the season, like one of the main characters is driving like a 1987 GMC Dually pickup truck, and Dually meaning it has the two wheels in the back, oh, yeah. and they needed to crash it. So the last episode, they needed to crash it. And it's like, okay, when they need to crash a car, usually they need to find a double or a triple or even a quadruple. Where do you find 1987 GMC pickup truck? Double cab, actually, double cab with a dually. They're almost impossible. Like who has it? And especially in New York, where are you going to yeah. find this? So we'd have to search around the country to see if we could find it. I ended up finding a 1987 um, Chevy, uh, exact same vehicle. Chevy and GM were the same vehicle, different color, different interior. We had to build, we pretty much had to rebuild this vehicle to look exactly like the one they'd been using all season long, just so they could crash it into a true. <laughs> the, I'm going to tell you how much it costs for them to do this, but just to crash it into a tree, that's it. And it took about maybe three months to find that double. Because they give us enough time. They have to give yeah. you enough time because they know what they're going to be filming. It took three months to find this vehicle, get it to where it's got to be. And on one night, they rolled it down a hill, went into a tree. The, the tow truck came, picked it up, and it sat in a junkyard. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> like, Holy shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a lot of work. The thing is, like, okay, that's cool. It's like there's so much putting, giving, 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 giving. Uh, and then, you know, that moment, just comes and goes. That is so cool, dude. I mean, that's, as I said, the fact that, I mean, you were able to actually like pull the curtains back a little bit and let a lot of the, you know, listeners know, like, Hey, this is actually what goes on on these scenes. And it can take a, that, that one scene that was probably a three seconds in the show took mm -hmm. three months to prepare for. That's that, insane, dude. That's a lot of this. I mean, a lot of it, especially in, in Hollywood uh, or even filmmaking, I said, cause I'm, I don't like throwing like saying Hollywood cause I'm, I want to be part of a, a different Hollywood, you know, um, I want to be part of a new Hollywood uh, that's going on. And the, even with our, our project, the shipment, um, you know, we've had, I, there are many days, even though we shot only four days, uh, there's, you know, for instance, the car, the car scene, ironically, again, the cars, um, the car showed up that I rented and it looked nothing like the photo. It was the car that I rented, um, but it looked nothing like the photo. And in that moment, I had a crew of 12 people. I had a studio rented. Um, we had everything planned for the day and the car shows up and there are certain things that are wrong with it that are gonna be very hard to hide. So <laughs> it's like, all right, what do we do? What's, what was, we have a problem, what's the solution? How do we create the solution on a, you know, I hate to say quick, but how do we create the solution so we don't lose money, we don't lose time, and we still get our finished product? And we came up with a solution. You know, we all said, okay, how do we do this? And as a team, we got it. You know, we did what we did to do because there's no time to cry. There's no time to, to, to you know, wallow in, in something that didn't happen. Um, and that's what I love about filmmaking because it's a group effort. It's a team, you know, going after the same goal creating the same the same vision that's what i love about it you know
that's 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 badass though i love I, I just like i just said i love the way that you i love the way that you just broke it down and um as far as as well as i said being able to just as i said break down in just a scene is essentially what you're doing you're breaking down a scene or a situation and then or a problem that occurs with a car not showing up uh the exact color model or whatever it is like that's i mean you don't think about that you know when it comes down to it but that's that's i guess production for you which goes to my next question if somebody right now is like hey i'm trying to think of a movie or i have a great idea i want a movie but i'm, I'm looking for the a production company right what does Blue Station Wagon Productions offer that can give that, that I guess, the dreamer, I'm going to call him the dreamer, mm-hmm. that peace of mind? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, um, first of all, if anybody has an idea or something and wants to reach out, feel free to. Um, I love reading scripts. Um, I love reading ideas. Uh, we, do, we do a bunch of different things. We, we create commercials. We can do... Um, film we could do tv uh we do industrials we do voiceover um we you know i know people who do everything from post-production pre-production to production to post-production uh so it's many things that we do we even do um as you can see behind me well if you're listening you can't see but if you're <laughs> we'll get clips of this on on uh on uh, the leader's life podcast uh uh, Instagram page. Um, we do. I even have like a, a self-tape studio where we have to do auditions and I have friends that come over uh, and we film their auditions over here. Um, so we pretty much uh, a full capacity production company. And if, you know, we know many people in both LA, New York, Miami, and Atlanta, uh, and even Chicago. Um, we have people all over the country if need be. Um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> oh i love it this is awesome no the question was no it was just more along the lines of no you were going on a tangent but it was more you, you, you answered it essentially you answered it essentially it was more about if i wanted to make a movie and uh-huh. i'm you're you know and i'm just uh, i'm i or i'm a great writer i, I just want to get into the entertainment industry but i'm I just don't, I don't even know where to start. Are you, does Blue Station Wagon Productions help them, you know, they all that help them with that? Yeah, I mean, we could. The thing is we can, I'm open to, or we're open to a lot. We're open to so much. I mean, our next project uh, that we're already thinking of doing, and it's uh, pretty much gung-ho on, um, you know, our director, uh, Jose Pena, who he's had a great career so far since he came out to LA. Um, We're working on his, you know, his idea. Um, his idea is called Odd People. I'm not going to give too much away because it's still in development. Nice. Um, it's a really cool limited series that he's looking to create. And, you know, we have a big part in it. Uh, be completely different than anything I've ever done before. Um, but it's, we're doing that. And then we're also looking for what's going to be after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people can send me stuff on the Instagram or even my personal page on Instagram. Uh, they could check us out on IMDb, see what we offer, see what we've done before. Um, Blue Station Reagan still is being grown um, at this moment, but you can see stuff that I've produced uh, because I've produced on their other companies. Blue Station Reagan is our first, you know, organically from ourselves, who we are, um, what we're creating at this capacity. Um, and the, the one thing I would say, you know, new filmmakers, new actors, new and new producers, anybody, something to, to circle back of what we said, you know, the, the three likes on day one is not going to be the same on day two. It's not gonna be the same thing for you. It's just gonna keep escalating. So the rejection, the no's, the, um, 
you know, those days where you feel like you just want to quit, you know, you want to give up. Those are the days where you learn the most. Those are the days where you feel uh, you're going to bring something new to the table, because if you don't, then you're just going to be stuck. And, and being stuck for me personally, and for anybody out there, um, there's no way to learn that way. Uh, you know, figure out a way to um, do something differently. And primarily, first thing I can say is ask for help. Bottom line. Um, so many people, I think, even in this industry are afraid of asking for help or asking for somebody. I don't know everything. You know, somebody can reach out to me. Ah, dude, talk about imposter syndrome. You and I have talked about it. who's going to listen to me on certain things. You know, but then as I started thinking about it, I've been on the film set since, God, since I'm five years old. Um, yeah, people might not know. I might not be a household name. People might not, oh, I don't know what that guy is. What has he been? And, you know, being an actor, dude, one of, one of the hardest, I say hardest things, but, and I love anybody who's ever said this to me, but whenever somebody meets me, they're like, Martin, have, have I seen you in anything? <laughs> like, hmm. Uh, have you been uh, on Broadway? Have you been to off-Broadway a couple of times? Have you been in the theater scene in New York at all? Have you been to regional theater in New York at all? Have you seen this commercial? Have you seen this? It's like, they, they automatically think like, have I seen you in a Scorsese film? Have I seen you in, in uh, um, you know, a TV show? Have you seen this? It's like, no, not yet. You haven't. Not yet. You haven't. But you know what? You will. Like you will. And the thing is for me, instead of sitting around waiting for that phone to ring, um, go out and create your own, you know, go out and create your own stories, go out and create your own content. And I'll use that word, <laughs> but go and create your own, your own films, uh, get a bunch of people nowadays. I mean, I mean, nowadays with this thing, I'm cinematic mode uh, on the iPhone uh, is you could create a movie, um, you know, with your phone and, you know, a, a $16 lav mic from Amazon, you know, plug that into your phone and make a film, you know, and, and start there uh, and then keep learning, keep growing and the universe will provide, you know, and it'll start bringing people who are like-minded with the same ideas to you. And don't give up, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really, it's like it's like it's it's simple. It's it sounds so simple, but it's like don't give up. Um, like I could have given it's the up. Easiest thing to do. I say it all the time. Quitting is the easiest thing to get good at. Yeah, it's like I could have given. Like I have a lot of friends that I graduated school. I finished New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts back in two thousand nine, and I have a lot of friends that are doing very well. Um, I mean, they are series regulars on shows. Uh, some are, are in major films, some are on Broadway. I have friends that I graduated with that are there. They made it as, you know, as they want to say in quotes, they made it. And, you know, I can sit here and I can compare and contrast my life, you know, of what, what, it, what they've accomplished and where I'm not on TV screens or I'm not on film, I'm not on movie screens or I'm not on, you know, Broadway stages, but I'm happy. And the thing is, I know that I, I, I'm, there's no quit. There's no quit in this because at, there's a certain point in certain time for everybody. And as long as I know what my goal is, as long as I know where I'm heading, I know that I will, that goal is obtainable and I'll continue in that path. As long as I, as long as I have breath in my lungs, I will continue that path. You know? I and love I, that dude. I, I don't know if you can see, I have, I see Muhammad Ali right there. I got that same photo in my basement. That yeah. same exact photo. So I have Muhammad Ali right here, and you can't see it, but right over here, I have Denzel Washington's um, director's chair uh, that was a gift from my sister-in-law um, from American Gangster. 
and oh, I, so badass. I look at Denzel Washington when I'm this way. And then anytime I'm on Zoom or I know that Muhammad's right behind me at any time because they're two fierce competitors, you know, the top of their game, you know, Denzel and Muhammad Ali, uh, top of their game, uh, some of the best of the best. Walk and the walk and them. talk the talk, both of them too. Exactly. And it's like, why not? You know, why not have those two gentlemen, those two men um, around me at all times? Uh, because there's no quit. There's no quit. Dude, I love that. And now that we're wrapping this all up, where can where can um, the listeners find RJ Bucci? Because I know you mentioned IMDb, you mentioned Instagram, but what is the best place for somebody to reach out to you um, and, and, and just either do station wagons, whether they're a new actor or want to be an actor? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where can we do it? Because we're going to push it up. We're going to put it all in the show notes, but just kind of oh, elaborate. I don't, oh, I don't know. I have no idea where they can find me. <laughs> yeah. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I mean, guy. Amar and I laugh. Like, we talk, if not every day, we talk every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of it is just laughing. Um, it is. Laughing and sarcasm, which is, by the way, and I'm going to say this because it's on here. Like, you know how I talk about circle and people who you can't go to, you go to people, whether, you know, you need that tough love or that kick in the ass. Like RJ is one of those guys. And, um, it's, it's like, you know, as I said, we've known, we've known each other since childhood and we've watched each other grown and, and watch just our journeys, but most importantly, we watch our struggles and see where we're at and to be over here to see him, you know, on, on this podcast watching him, you know, create this amazing production company and doing that. It is, it's just amazing to watch one of your childhood friends, best friends from childhood growing up to this. And I mean, dude, I'm just, I'm loving, I'm loving this right now. This is just like, this is to me, it's like a normal Wednesday or some shit, like whatever the hell. And dude, same thing back to you. Thank you for that. Thank you for those words. Cause I accept those. I accept what you, you, you saying that. And, um, I, same to you. I mean, because you said several times, like, you're thinking about a podcast, you're not sure who's going to listen, you know, and look at you now. You're in week, what, 13? Um, at this, right now, I think you're at, uh, yeah, I think the rejection was episode 13, um, yes. which is an extremely lucky number. As much as people think it's an unlucky number, it's a very <laughs> lucky number. It is. And you're at 13 right now, but this is probably going to air a couple, couple weeks. A couple weeks. All right. So you're at, wait, edit this. So you're now at week number. <laughs> for no note he said we are at week and then he put a blank and expected like you know somebody to say 14 15 yeah yeah. let's have a random voice no we'll just have a you know i'll just do a a duke kermis he'll be um you're now at week number 17 there you go that's right and rj does a lot of good voiceovers i should have fun with that dude let's just yeah let's just have fun with that what do you so who's your best right now who can you do let's have fun with this so let's see. I mean, Kermit has always been my favorite. Um, Full House. Remember Full House? Yeah, of course. Dude, Uncle Jesse's my little, like, I swear to God, he's like my, when when Bob Saget passed away, I was like, I, I felt like I lost like a second dad. I know. Well, Uncle Jesse, I just cut my Uncle Jesse hair. Uh, oh yeah, you had it for a long time. For a long time. And, and after we finished filming the shipment, I cut it off. Um, but because of uh, Uncle Joey, um, Uncle Joey had, you know, uh, Ranger Joe uh, with yes. the, uh, what's his name? Um, the puppet. The and, yeah. and the woodchuck would be like, you know, so is that made out of rub? <laughs> but then also that was the same voice. That was the same voice as, um, remember uh, uh, America's uh, Home Videos? And Uncle Joey was, uh, what's his name? Dave Collier was the, the host. Yes. The jackal, remember the jackal? It was the same voice. So the jackal like, um, 
fast those fats come and be. Oh, I did not me. know. Oh my god. Same voice. So the, the woodchuck and them were the same voice. Um, but he was the reason why I didn't like love starting doing like voices. Um, and then from there he would do booing goo. Uh that oh. happened. Oh, that's <laughs> and right. then it turned into Kermit the Frog. Um Kermit, I would love doing Kermit. I have a couple of Muppets. Um, so why don't why don't you talk to Kermit and get in, in your show note and tell you people how to uh find you on your show notes and your Kermit hmm. voice? How about that? Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do that. So <laughs> If you want to reach out to RJ Lucci or Blue Station Wagon Productions, head over to Blue Station Wagon Productions on Instagram or even RJ Lucci on Instagram, <laughs> at RJ Lucci. In the spirit of The Muppet Show, I don't know if we're going to get sued for doing this. <laughs> Hopefully don't come after Leaders Life Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Amar Saad. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God. And that is that. Thank you so much, RJ, for taking time out of your crazy, crazy, busy day. Everybody, please, 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 please make sure you follow RJ um, and Blue Station Wagon Productions. We'll have in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this with your family, friends, and tribes. Make sure you also follow the Leaders Life Podcast uh, on Instagram. Remember, why not you? Why not now? You all freaking rock. Hope you all have an amazing rest of your day.